2: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern, or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. It's a meet Friday. It's hour two. Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. Come on in. Stay a while if you can. This hour brought to you by the great folks at Mercedes-Benz. From the versatile EQB to the sublime EQS sedan. Mercedes-Benz makes electric extraordinary. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling all Mercedes. Choice all yours. Learn more mbusa.com/slash/eq poll question coming up hour two, recapping last night yesterday the Diamondbacks beat the Phillies, Astros roll the Rangers ten to three, Jags hold off the Saints, and uh, the NCAA looking at Michigan dot 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 again stealing signs at least two of their opponents turned them in, contacted the NCAA and said they're doing something nefarious there, and usually. When you're doing something like that, you're probably successful. And Michigan right now is the team to beat, according to DraftKings odds, to win the national championship. Yes,
4: Paul? One of the reasons I love college football, here's a lead uh, paragraph from a story about the Michigan thing. A low-level staffer with military background has emerged as one of the linchpins in the NCAA investigation into Michigan's alleged sign-stealing operation. That just sounds like a movie setup. Yeah. It's fantastic.
3: Yeah. Well, I don't know if there's anything there. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, the last time he got in trouble, he got in trouble for not being cooperative with the NCAA. Seems like he's being cooperative this time around, says he has no idea ab- about this sign-stealing controversy, but there is somebody on his staff, and they have apparently seized his computer. They want to know what he knows and how is that helping Michigan. All right, our two poll question, and it is a meet Friday in case you're wondering, and I know you are, Braised five alarm chili. Now, what's the difference between five alarm and a four alarm chili or a three alarm chili? The yes,
0: five alarm is probably a lot hotter than the three and four thank alarm. Thank
3: you, Todd. Yes, thank you, Todd. Like a five alarm fire, exactly. Negative. There you go. I All knew right. you knew they have hot dogs, tater tots, smoked pumpkin. You pie. said hot dogs, I said hot dogs. Yes.
0: You can put the chili on
3: the hot dog. You can. Yes. Get potato tots in them too. You can do that as well. Great. Yes, Polly.
4: At a firehouse, a five alarm fire means it's a catastrophic event which alerts all the nearby fire squads and you're going to send at least twenty fire engine squads
3: to the scene. Well, if Todd has a five alarm chili, we may need <laughs> okay. to send some
0: <laughs> Gastrointestinal human <laughs> ladies a and gentlemen. Five alarm plumber. <laughs>
5: <sighs> It's not necessary time. It's
0: not. It's a little incentive. It's borderline incentive. <laughs> think
3: about it. <laughs> but I'm jealous borderline. of you. <laughs> Apparently, I'm jealous of you with yeah, all the attention. Yeah, I don't attention. know about that. Yeah. Now that's what a, a member of the audience yeah, said that yeah, I'm. I'm running jealous. to the
0: bathroom every twenty minutes. That's something I'm, to be jealous I'm
3: jealous of, of you because you're happy-go-lucky.
0: I don't know how happy I am. <laughs> I'm go, I go lucky. I go pretty
3: lucky. <laughs> Oblivious. <laughs>
5: Obliviously go lucky. Oblivious go lucky. If we're doing a Venn diagram of Todd, those words are all, (laughs) so far, everything you said is accurate.
0: There's something to be said about it being in your own little world.
3: Tailgate moonshine. If you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get the opportunity to purchase our latest batch. That'll be next week, and we'll have details, and you can find that in the newsletter. Go to danpatrick.com, put your email address in the box that slides out bottom right corner, and you're good to go. The newsletter comes out daily, six Eastern, three Pacific. Get the newsletter. Yes. Get the newsletter. Get the newsletter. Got some uh, new T-shirts up there. I have suggested maybe we have a T-shirt dedicated to Todd, and it's called uh, "Talented but Fragile," and that would be your initials T and F.
0: And maybe the letters look like they're cracking, like a fragile piece of glass. Ooh, you could do something really cool. I like
3: that. that. Talented. But fragile.
0: And something with a TF for Todd Fritz and Talented Fragile. You could do all kinds of stuff.
3: Yeah. Uh, the the to a big hit. Thank you, Todd. Crappensburg um, State is still, uh, I think, over 2,000 T-shirts. We have the calendars that we're actually we're going to have some that are available that we will autograph. We're doing that as we speak. The new calendar is awesome. We've got a lot of things coming out uh, for the fall and certainly for the holidays. So uh, be in touch with the newsletter. Be able to uh, assist you in uh, whatever your needs are for the holiday season, courtesy of the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, Let me see. i got a couple of things here. Notable games this weekend. Lions at the Ravens. As much as we're talking about the Lions, maybe a Super Bowl contender. Jared Goff, maybe an MVP candidate. And the Lions are getting three in Baltimore. Interesting. How about the Bills and the Patriots? I have an odd feeling about this for some reason. Because we've been throwing dirt on Bill Belichick and his future. They shouldn't win. The Buffalo Bills, they're favored by 8.5. That's 8.5 at New England, I believe, isn't it? That's too many. This year the Bills are very inconsistent. Thank you, Todd. Back to you. Uh, Are you taking the Patriots, Todd? I'm not getting a pie in
0: the face. I just got one, but I will say that (laughs) I bet you that the Bills do not win by at least nine. I think the Patriots are going to step up for their legendary coach and say, no, we're not going to have it this time. We're not going to get embarrassed again.
3: Steelers are getting three against the Rams, the sneaky Rams. Chargers getting five and a half against Kansas City. Why do I like the Chargers in this game? Packers are on the road and they're one-point favorites against the Denver Broncos.
0: In the Mile High City. There was a time when you could never count out the Broncos at home like that.
3: Commanders minus two and a half against the Giants. See, I'm interested in that. You know, it feels like a a car accident where you go, nope, don't look at it, and then you go, no, no, the commanders against the Giants, yeah, heck yeah. I'm going to watch that. The Jags were, I think, getting a point last night. It uh, it went down, kept going down, and the Jags proved to be a better team. Here is uh, Doug Peterson, the Jags head coach, talking about Trevor Lawrence battling through an ankle injury.
1: It just, again, shows the type of person he is and the, the, the young
3: selfishness that he has. And, and, you know, I saw it last year when he got injured. You know, he got injured in the Detroit game, and he battled with injury throughout the course of the rest of the, you know, the, rest of the year and, and gutted that out. This is different. This is a short week. And on Monday, I would have told you that he was not playing in this football game on Monday. Um, but that's not who Trevor is. No, and he had his best rushing performance. And even Al Michaels Kirk Kirk Herbstreit were like, well, defense wasn't expecting him to run, but he's good. He is. He's really good. Franchise quarterback. you got a coach who's won a Super Bowl. you got a really good defense. you got a couple of playmakers there. But nobody is going to sign off and go, they're a Super Bowl team. If I said Jags or Lions, you're going to go the Lions, but you might go kicking and screaming with that. But here's the thing with the Lions. I think because of Dan Campbell's initial press conference where he didn't come off as, you know, that Tom Landry or Vince Lombardi or whoever it might be. You know, he's going to bite your kneecaps. And we're like, oh, okay, let's see how long this lasts. But it's lasted, and they play hard for him. That started out last year not well, and then the second half, they were really good, dangerous. And now this year... They've kind of stepped things up. But Dan Campbell, I think that initial press conference is where people went, oh, yeah, this is a novelty. And then, oh, here, we want Matthew Stafford. You have to take Jared Goff. So then we went, oh, well, Jared Goff is, must be washed. Maybe he'll be a bridge quarterback. Maybe they'll draft Tuatonga Tonga-Vailoa, which is what they pondered here. And now Jared Goff is playing well. But it's because what happened with the Rams... That it doesn't feel like we can trust Jared Goff or the Lions with their history, and therefore you, we're waiting for them to prove it. No, prove us—it's like the Clippers, like, all right, prove us wrong, <laughs> and you probably won't. At least the Clippers portion of this. Yes, Paul.
4: Going back to the Jaguars, one of the more surreal moments—it was six years ago—they were in the AFC title game against the Patriots. They were up twenty to ten to start the fourth quarter and lost that game. They were like this one-miles-jack fumble if they would have got that away from closing that game out. Yeah. It would have been Blake Bortles versus... Uh, who's who's the Eagles quarterback? Nick Foles, Nick Foles for the Super Bowl. Mm. That would have been the most surreal Super Bowl of all time. Bortles or Foles. Someone's got to win. It was yeah. that close. It was two or yeah. three plays away. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. That's just Tom being Tom. Yes, Marv. That
0: was one of my favorite conference championship weekends because it was... Brady, Keenum, Foles, Bortles—those are your four quarterbacks left. Yeah,
3: you can't win a championship without a great quarterback. Uh, well, they—they they proved that because it was Brady was the great quarterback in that group. All right, uh, get some phone calls in here. Uh, Buddha in San Francisco leads us off. By the way, coming up in about ten minutes from now, what's wrong with NFL offenses? we got some really interesting things to tell you about. What's going on in the NFL with scoring? And why is it down? Hey, Buddha. No,
6: buddy. <laughs> DP, I just want to make it known. I'm definitely more talented than Fred Thank you, Todd. And, uh, Dan, it was like you got knighted yesterday. Sir, Capo, Dan. <laughs> Shout out to Luciano. <laughs> I mean, Dan, Dan, your street hasn't been this high since Ice Cube told you brothers got Compton, brothers got uh, cable and Compton. Dad, you good? Uh, Thank you. And then, then, and then the gambling podcast, Dan. You're taking collect calls. I thought it was going to be bread, man. I mean, but free Larry, and I was a little shocked by your your uh, all time song, Dan. I mean, I know you love love, but I was gonna, I thought you were going to go with "I Will Always
7: Love You" by Whitney Houston for the Bodyguard. You guys have
6: a good weekend, boys. Thank you, Buddha. Yeah, the music
3: theme today on this Meet Friday is uh, great songs from movies. And I picked uh, 8 Mile, Lose Yourself. It's just that comes on and, man, I get resonates. I don't know what it is about it. Uh, Even when I I saw Rolling Stone review that movie, and I'm thinking, Eminem uh, is a movie based off of Eminem, and he's starring in it. Now, I have... Kim Basinger in there as well, and I go all right. And then you watch it and you go, "I'll be damned! They did it. They made a great movie." Yes, Todd?
0: Do you find yourself going three one three F-free World? Three <laughs> one three F-free World. I could see you doing that outside the car window.
3: Not not that often. Not, once in a
0: while, though. as long as it's at least once, that would make me happy.
3: Not not sometimes when I'm in the Starbucks line, I might do that. Yes, you know when I Thank go you. when I go through the drive-through, I like to do Doesn't that. Because I feel
0: better being honest yeah. and sharing that. <laughs>
3: Andrew in Washington hi Andrew what's on your mind good morning Dan and Eds. thanks for taking my call happy meet Friday uh Dan sort of like Polly says a certain guest don't worry about it you'll catch the stones next time they're at a private party in the West Village playing a, a small set I mean next time they're in town you'll You'll, of course, get there.
6: Um, but, see. hey, I do have a um, stat of the day, but my
7: MMWGOTW was going to be the Bills and Patriots game this week. Because I do think the Patriots might be sneaky and pull this one out just for Bill, and he'll be able to be snarky at the at the uh, podium. But my real MMWGOTW is the Knolls and the Blue Devils in football for what I
3: think
1: will be... If the Noles win, they're on a fast track to the playoffs.
3: So It's the uh, uh, most must-win game of the weekend. It's a category that's catching on uh, around America. And Andrew was making a reference to an opportunity I passed up to see the Rolling Stones last night at a uh, private uh, club, small club, and uh, they were in the West Village in New York City, and then Lady Gaga was there, and I decided that I would rather be fresh and ready to go for this audience Because you give me everything every single day, and I owe that to you. Yes, Eden.
5: Did you consider at some point that uh, the audience might want to hear about the show that
3: you went to last night with the Rolling Stones? Would they rather hear about the the, uh, concert or hear about that I didn't go to the concert? What's more interesting? A conversation you could have had with Mick Jagger, or not going. I was not guaranteed a face
5: to face with Mick Jagger. Was that was that the I, <laughs> drinking tequila with Keith Richards, or being like, I, instead I stayed in my basement by myself. Yes.
3: Because if, we've heard that story before. If we if we tell people, oh, we did all these great things, and then they may feel bad about themselves.
4: Oh, you are man of the people. Yes. Okay.
3: So I didn't go. I mean, I could have done body shots off Lady Gaga. Yes. I mean, we could have had fun. You guys could have duetted at a piano we last could've. night after the show. I at the after party. I probably could have done a Stars Born type uh, scenario with her, Bradley shalalo, Cooper. Shalalo. <laughs> I could have been her Bradley Cooper
5: last oh, night. Man. I wouldn't want to, hurt to hear that story, though. You're right. No. No,
3: that would have been boring. But I, I was not meeting the Stones. It was there. I was going to be in the room with the Stones.
4: Yeah, one in 400 chance. I know. That's okay.
5: And then when you break that up, what is, is there five of them now? I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That what a Charlie movie? wants is gone. One in less than 100. Yeah. One in less than... F- all right, would you rather meet Jagger or
3: Keith Richards? Keith, all day. Yeah. Keith, all day. How about Jagger or Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga all day. You have no interest in talking to Mick Jagger? Nah.
4: Really? Like, it, it just it, you come around the corner seating, and he's there, and you just, all of a sudden you get stuck in a group, and you get like a, three or four minutes?
5: Yeah, no, I'd rather just ignore him for, for, for wow. four minutes. That
4: is a better move. Wow. Go to the bar. Man.
3: I'd rather talk to somebody who, who was talking about Mick. Then talk to Mick. Because, you know, if Keith would start telling stories, you know, that'd be great. Yes. Tony. <laughs> what if it was not
0: talking or hanging out with just meeting? For me, I'd rather meet Mick Jagger over Keith Richards or Lady Gaga. Well,
3: yeah, you can say that to people and they'd be impressed. That Oh, man, you, you, you saw Jagger. Like, if you say, hey, I saw Keith Richards, they go, oh, he's still alive. <laughs> you know? Gaga, oh, okay. What a wonderful performer. Yes, Pauline.
4: A bunch of years ago, we were at the Super Bowl, I think in Jacksonville, or Carolina, or something. And there was a suite we kind of worked our way into. And Paul McCartney was in the suite, and there couldn't have been more than thirty-five or forty people there. And I almost didn't want to meet Paul McCartney because I didn't want to like be, you know, the dope who goes, oh, you know, the Chris Farley thing. Mm-hmm. But he was he was thirty feet away for about a half an hour, and mm-hmm. then he bounced out. Mm-hmm. I regretted it afterwards, but I I don't think I regretted it that badly because like you know, I don't want to bother the guy. I almost felt. It felt awkward to go up to him and say something yeah. more than just sitting there and eating yeah, chicken Yeah, but I fingers. think they're
3: ready. they If you're in the public, you know somebody wants to come up and he say something. He would have been
4: polite. He would have been probably a gentleman. But
3: he doesn't like when you take pictures. Right. He doesn't want you to take a picture. He'll meet you, but he doesn't want you to take a picture. <sighs> so I didn't go see the Stones last night or Lady Gaga. And judging by how everybody's reacting, I made a mistake here. At least you think, but I don't because I have a pep in my step. I've got energy in my voice, and I am happy to be here and talking to this audience today.
0: Yes, Marvin. You would have had a pep in your step regardless because you saw the stones no, last night. No,
3: I would have been dragging.
0: But we would have lifted you up. We would have said, get up. That's right. <laughs> Start me up. <laughs> it's time to get up. Oh, we would have said that to you.
3: <laughs> no, I did the right thing. I would have had whiskey voice. I would have been struggling. You know, not sharp, not focused, not ready to go.
4: Sound like Chris Stapleton?
3: Yeah. Ooh.
4: that been good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That game was not that great, though. That wasn't, uh, wasn't Chiefs Bills last night.
3: No, but I didn't stay home just because I, was, I can't wait to watch the Jags and the Saints. That'd have been
4: so cool if you told a person yeah, that. I know.
3: I got to watch. No, I'm watching James Madison play football, and uh, I can't. I'm sorry. By the way, James Madison did win last night, 20-9. to nine.
4: Yeah, Paul. Do you see James Madison, by the way, they moved up to Division One, yeah. and they're making him do that two-year wait thing. Yeah. They're kind of in no-man's land, and they're petitioning
3: to say, hey, we're, we're undefeated. I was watching Rice as well. Now, Seton, you have a problem with Duke, their logo on their helmet. Yeah, it's just not good. Well, then you can't like Rice's logo. Okay. The same kind of script writing with the you know R with Rice. Not good. Mm, mm. The R's better. Mm. Okay, Rice or Duke? That logo.
4: No,
0: mm-hmm.
5: neither one.
3: Yes, Paulie. Yeah, Drawing
5: board.
4: Uh, Ra- <laughs> Rice's uniforms give off the vibe that we don't care about football that much. You know, like they're mm. they're very. There's no stripes on the pants. There's no stripes on the shoulders. They're very b- bland, mm. purposely bland. Like like there's not a lot of accoutrement to them.
3: Yes, Todd.
0: When did someone say, you know what football really needs? Calligraphy. I just don't, I don't understand. Someone explain to me, that's the helmet we need.
3: When we come back, where did all the scoring go in the NFL? We'll tell you back after this. Oh, uh, favorite part of football Sunday? It's Kings Hawaiian. Kings Hawaiian Sliders Sunday. The original Hawaiian sweet rolls, slider buns, pretzel slider buns, soft, fluffy, irresistible Kings Hawaiian rolls. So versatile, you can create any kind of slider for your football get-together. Fun, delicious, and shareable. Kings Hawaiian Slider Sunday, the perfect weekly mealtime ritual to enjoy with family and friends. For recipe inspiration, go to kingshawaiian.com. You'll find the pulled chicken sliders. So you get the uh, chicken thighs, your favorite barbecue rub, Barbecue sauce, Dijon mustard, pickles and coleslaw, all prepared on the Kings Hawaiian Sweet Slider Buns. Football Sundays, all about sharing great food and fun with friends and family. Kings Hawaiian Slider Sunday, the only way to Sunday. Go to the bakery or deli section of your local store and pick up those sweet, fluffy, irresistible Kings Hawaiian Rolls and enjoy.
7: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Deborah Foreman and uh, Nicolas Cage. Love that movie. And this is a band that didn't have a lot of hits called The Plimsouls, And the song is a million miles away. It's a great scene. And I just love the song. It really matches the movie. And it's more of a one-hit wonder type band. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if it's a hit. I was going to go Purple Rain by Prince, but it seems so obvious. Great movie, great song. But uh, okay. The Plimpsouls, Million Miles Away on Valley Girl. Okay.
0: I don't think I've ever heard of that song. Oh, my God.
3: Thank you, John. Got Valley Girl. It.
0: That was the name of the movie. Valley
2: Girl. You know,
3: I got it. You've seen that movie.
2: Yeah. 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 I love it. Yeah.
3: Early Nick Cage. But, but of all the songs you could pick from movies, you pick
4: that one. It's the first one that popped in my head when Marvin assigned it.
3: Yeah. Uh, Anything from the back row, Todd? What?
0: You know, I'm not going to go out with you, right? <laughs> and I think you've got a ring on. You're married. It's inappropriate.
3: <laughs> when we were in Santa Monica at Big Dean's, and Todd's surrounded by like four or five women.
0: This woman has your face on her shirt. Are you popular? Are and, you and and there, I know who you are. And
3: there was a woman there, and uh, she had no idea who Todd was, but I think her sister was a big fan of the show. And... And Todd was doing his Valley Girl impersonation. Although I think she sounded pretty close to what you're uh, portraying her. You huh?
0: guys talk sports for three hours. <laughs> what can you talk about three hours? they could talk sports for three seconds.
3: All righty. <laughs> More phone calls coming up. Uh, Warren... I wonder if those girls are aware that that has become a character on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sister may tell her sister that Todd, you know, impersonates her. It
0: five, Royals three. Then what what do you do for the other two hours and 59 minutes?
3: I'm making fun of you. Warren Sharp from SharpFootballAnalysis.com, also Sports Grid and The Ringer, and had a uh, great article, deep dive on what's going on with scoring in the NFL. I was surprised at this, Warren, that it's right in front of us, but maybe we're not noticing what's the issue with scoring and why is it down in the NFL?
9: It's made the games a little bit more difficult to watch. It definitely feels different than prior years. And that's, you know, your eyes aren't deceiving you. In 2020, 2021, two years ago, we were seeing over 500 touchdowns scored throughout the league by this point in the season. We haven't even eclipsed 397 this year, you know, not even 400. Um, And this has been the lowest average total score between the both teams combined since before we had passing rules changes in the 2010 season where they started protecting quarterbacks more started protecting receivers going over the middle tried to start reducing concussions from that point onward we saw saw more passing Passing leads to bigger gains. Bigger gains leads to quicker drives down the field. And we saw scoring increase and it continued to do that. We saw records being set, Dan, you know, all these quarterbacks breaking this record, breaking that record. And the league loved that kind of stuff. The league, league loved, uh, higher scoring and, and more points and more touchdowns. This year, all of that's massively reverted and the 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 most interesting thing in terms of like how do we scale this how do we explain this in a way that a lot of people could understand would be that odds makers in the betting markets try to set the combined total score between both teams they try to set the total is what it's called on the game and this year that total that they have set they have seen the regression in these offenses they've seen the lack of scoring they have set that average combined point total between both of the teams at only 44.1 points that's the lowest projected total since 2011. so they're saying we don't think you guys can even meet levels a couple years ago five years ago ten years ago, back to 2011 that's all you guys are capable of doing and despite the fact that that total is set so low we are seeing average total games go under at a 61 and a half percent clip, which is the lowest we have seen or the highest rate of unders we have seen since 1991. So they're like, we have low expectations. You guys can't score points. And we are continuing to see games go under at the highest rate. And so it's a problem. Defensive have made changes. Offenses have made adjustments and they're not doing them quickly enough. And the league itself is calling. Penalties in a way that they haven't been before. And all three of those elements are contributing to these low totals. Okay.
3: How alarming should this be for the NFL home office?
9: Well, I think in an era that they're trying to grow the league, they're trying to spread the game internationally, Uh, a lot of the focus has been on these touchdowns for fantasy football. And that certainly has helped grow the league. Sports betting is getting legalized. And and here's one element that I don't think a lot of people are discussing. I didn't hit on this in the article, Dan, but I do think it's a small factor here. Think about this. When you have games that only see let's pretend let's use use uh just an idea let's pretend you have only two touchdowns and a couple of field goals scored in a game if you have one bad call from a referee that then results in a team getting first and goal on a pass interference call and they score a touchdown to give that team a a second touchdown the third touchdown of the game that touchdown might have a massive weight on the outcome of the game whereas if there's like six or seven touchdowns being scored in a game one factors in a lot less and so these bad calls that some of the refs are having they get magna uh they get magnified a ton now because point totals are down so The league may not come out and say, well, this is a problem. But I do think behind the scenes that they probably aren't very excited about the direction of offenses and defenses catching up to them. uh, And they would like to see more touchdowns being scored. They would not like to see the focus being on their officials uh, as much as it currently is right now. But so what are defenses doing differently? So they're playing a lot more zone defense, which means they're sitting back which means offenses then, they can't throw the ball as deep down the field. So offenses have said, we need to matriculate the ball down the field a little bit more. We need to throw the ball shorter. And we've seen that the average target of depth, the distance that quarterbacks are throwing the ball on average has decreased over the last few years. Ordinarily, you say, okay, we'll build around that. We'll figure out a way to still matriculate the ball down the field with these shorter passes because shorter passes should be easier to complete than a deeper pass. But the reality is offenses haven't taken that next step. And we are seeing completion rates that are at or worse than what we've seen when teams were throwing the ball deeper down the field. So Mm. while defenses are playing more zone, completion rates have also fallen off, which doesn't make a lot of sense. And the onus then is on the offensive staff and coaches to figure out a way to increase the completion rate because the passes are being thrown shorter. In addition, we are seeing something else that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And that is a higher sack rate. We are seeing sacks at a 7.1% clip, the highest that we've seen in the history of the True Media database, which goes all the way back to 2000. But we are seeing teams blitz less frequently. Defenses are sitting back in zone and they aren't sending blitzes as much. So how are we getting sacked more when teams are blitzing less? That also doesn't make a lot of sense Mm. as to why that should be occurring. And part of it, I think, is the way that the league is officiating penalties of late over the last year or two has definitely helped defensive lines and we can dive in a little bit deeper there if you want but that's a couple of things that defenses are doing differently that offenses have yet to adjust quickly enough uh, to help them move the ball down the field a little bit more efficiently
3: and it feels like at least through the first you know month and a half the officials are letting the linemen line up a little bit further back almost to say you guys need a little bit of help against these edge rushers. Uh, you would think that that would negate maybe you know that that uh, advantage the edge rusher might have and help these offenses. If the NFL ask you for a rule change to help with more scoring, what would you say?
9: Well, first of all, they they have, they have, I think you're talking about how the tackles are allowed to sit back a little bit more, especially in the spotlight has been the Kansas City Chiefs tackle. Yeah. But what they've been doing over the last year is they've been false, false start penalties by offensive linemen are on the rise, actually, and defensive line penalties such as offsides and neutral zone infractions are decreasing. And so it's giving the Mm. benefit of the doubt to defensive lines to get some of that pressure on quarterbacks, on offensive lines. We're also seeing just worse offensive line play around the NFL to some extent. And that's allowing these quarterbacks to get sacked a little bit more. One of the penalty emphasis that they introduced that I would like to get out of the, out of the league a little bit more is the, ineligible man downfield now they never officially came out you know in the offseason they usually say okay we're going to emphasize these rules a little bit more they didn't do that nor did they change the rules but just like three four five years ago we were seeing ineligible man downfield penalties we were only seeing about four to five of those called through week six which is where we are out in the season in total like less than one per week ineligible man downfield penalties last year through week six we saw 39 and this year we saw 24 over five times more and what they tried to do is introduce these ineligible man downfield penalties to take away the advantage of these read uh run pass options the quarterbacks would stick the ball into the running back's belly pull it out and throw the ball offensive lineman might slip a little bit downfield to help block on these pass plays. They wanted to get that out of the game. But what we are seeing instead is that they're calling and flagging these offensive linemen for drifting even a yard or two beyond this imaginary line. And it's negating like 30 to 40 yard gains by offenses on just deep passes down the field that don't have anything to do with run pass option plays. They're just being very meticulous about trying to call these types of penalties. And I think that penalty going lower back to what we were seeing previously would not negate some of those penalties and the other thing that we are seeing is you know defensive cornerbacks and 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 secondary players in general safeties are getting away with a little bit more grabbing and tugging the refs are trying to reduce overall penalties they're trying to reduce the amount of defensive pass interference calls but it's definitely hurting the product we aren't seeing quite as many big explosive plays. And the only way you're going to get big explosive plays is if you get some of these receivers a little bit more open down the field. And so if the NFL wants to increase scoring a little bit faster, they could allow for bigger explosive plays. And the only way you can do that is to reduce some of that. They, they've reverted from what they've done a few years ago. Previously, they were calling defensive pass interference clean but now what they've tried to do is reduce the amount of defensive pass interference which are spot fouls and instead call illegal contact or defensive holding which are only five yard penalties they give the offensive first down but they don't give the offense the 20 or 30 or 40 yard gains down the field so defensive backs are grabbing and tugging a lot more knowing it's just a five yard penalty that they might get as opposed to giving up you know a a 30 or 40 yard Uh, gain. And so it's to their advantage to do that. They've adjusted themselves and they're coaching to grab a little bit more down the field. And and here's one other stat on that same element. We are only seeing 48.3% of drives either reach the red zone or score touchdowns before then. That's the lowest rate we've seen since 2000. So teams aren't even getting into the red zone. Offenses aren't figuring out ways to get down the field. It's in large part because this explosive play rate is down so much.
3: Great stuff. Thank you, Warren. We appreciate your time. Thank you. That's uh, Warren Sharp from sharpfootballanalysis.com, Sports Grid in the Ringer. Here's something to uh, consider. And you're probably, if you're sitting in your car, you're at work and you're going, wait, scoring's down in the NFL? Week six games averaged 36, just over 36 points per game. The lowest of any regular season week since week 15 of 2014.
1: Woo! Ow! Start of the day, start of the day. Start of the day, start of the day. This is the start of the day.
3: Start of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. I hope we didn't go too, you know, goodwill, too deep goodwill hunting there. But, you know, you kind of sort through the numbers there. Scoring is down and down significantly. And here's the, uh, you know, the books, bookmakers, the lines makers, you know, they, they keep going, where's the over-under here? And that's why you'll see some games and you go, God, the over-under is like uh, 38, 37. Falcons-Buccaneers this weekend, 37. Commanders, Giants, 37. Raiders, Bears, 37. So the games this week averaged just under 37 points per game. That's the lowest of any week in the NFL since 2014. That's pretty wild. And, you know, I've said before, they don't really give the defense anything, any advantages, but maybe they are. Maybe they're... They're basically saying to them, and this might go back to Patrick Mahomes, where these defenses were like, you know, I got Tyreek Hill. I can't let him behind me. Let's just keep everything in front of us here. And go, you know, down the same road as the Legion of Boom. Grab, tug. They're not going to call all of them. And I remember Richard Sherman saying that. Look, they weren't going to call all the pass interference. So if they do call one, two, three, that's okay. Okay. The, the ineligible man downfield, we talked about that last week, that there is a point of emphasis on calling that. But the NFL has a little bit of an issue here. And you probably didn't realize that. Scoring is down significantly. All right, we'll take a break. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at fsr or stream us live on the peacock app
0: hi this is jay glazer and you may know me for the world of football or fighting or even shows like hbo's ballers well, what you don't know is for my entire life i have lived in something i refer to as the gray depression anxiety so now i'm coming out with a new podcast unbreakable a mental health podcast with jay glazer where each week while we talk about mental health i hope to describe it give it words
7: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Good soundtrack. Mm. Good soundtrack. Who's the cat?
0: I know there's the first part of the line. Yeah. They say who's the private Yes. And I was like, ah, I can't use that part.
3: No, but that's what they were called.
0: I know, but I just didn't want I didn't want any trouble. Okay. Yes, Todd. But didn't Isaac Hayes graduate to Shep on South Park?
3: Uh, yes, he did. That's yes, cool. he did. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, can we bring out Dylan? We can. Dylan, the graphics guy. Todd, you'd have to get up. Uh, Dylan has been killing it. Uh, he, of course, had the money line with Stanford against Colorado last week. And I, uh, he was just telling me he's been betting the under on Iowa football for the last two years. Iowa's over-under this weekend is the lowest (laughs) over-under in college football history, I believe.
2: Yep. Is that right, Dill? The lowest ever, 30 and a half, which they're just begging you to take the over. And you're going to take the under. Mash the under. (laughs) I'm going to do the exact – you can bet on the exact score. Oh, you can? Yeah, I might sprinkle on 17. Are you going seventeen ten? Without a doubt.
3: (laughs) Okay. All right, uh, do you have a parlay? Uh, By the way, Dylan is part of the uh, Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble podcast with Shea and Irving and Bad Larry. And uh, we did get a phone call, a collect call. This is the first time we ever got a a collect phone call on the podcast. Any phone call, actually. uh, Yeah, it's from uh, Larry M. Holmes, and he has been uh, gambling online. He is uh, a prisoner. He is in uh, Macon, Illinois. Not Georgia. No, Macon, Illinois, prison. And... uh, He called Collect into the podcast, and uh, here's a portion of it. So this guy has uh, placed some bets. He's done quite well. And uh, Picture Day Ray and Dylan saw what he was doing on the Internet, and they decided to reach out to him. And uh, I don't know how long he's in for, uh, trying to post bond. He's been in jail, I think, since November, if that sounds right. Larry, can you hear me? Macon County Jail. For account approval, (laughs) press 1 to
5: accept. Press eight to block calls from this inmate.
3: Hey, Larry. Yeah, what's up, man? That's uh, just a portion. And uh, oh, you guys he, got that dude
2: on? Yeah, we got him on.
3: <laughs> yes. So he called in, and that's uh, a major score. We we started talking gambling with him. Now he's got a couple of felonies. Uh, he said he he won a gun in a uh, on a bet, uh, maybe a card game, I don't know, and he got. Put in prison because he already had it felonies, hmm. and uh, I think there was armed robbery. But uh, but he hit a six leg parlay and it won thirteen thousand dollars. Thirteen
1: k.
2: Yeah. And and the he has to his bail is seven hundred fifty grand, so he has to get seventy five. He needs ten percent. Yeah. So he's working his way towards seventy five grand. Which if he manages to do that by parlays, that's I mean, that's, that's a movie. That's crazy. That's nuts. That's, uh, that's...
3: What, uh, what kind of weekend picks do you have, Dylan?
2: Um, I'm going back to basics, Dan. I got four games against the spread, all underdogs. Okay. Um, so Colts plus two and a half against the Browns. Uh, Stillers plus three against the Rams. Mm-hmm. Patriots plus nine against the Bills. And I actually think the Patriots win outright as well okay. it's in New England. And then Chargers plus five and a half against the Chiefs. And parlay that together, it's about plus 1,200, 1,250. Okay. And that's all I got. And then I mashed the Iowa under. Of course obviously. you are. All right. All right, Dill. Well, thank you. Good luck this weekend. Huh? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you Thanks can to listen you. to
3: the podcast. Uh, that's up there, at danpatrick.com. Shay and Irving. Bad Larry.
5: Dylan. Yes. Yes. Did see you me. ask if Macon County uh, Correctional Facility has croissants?
3: I did not. You didn't? I didn't. You know, we had some issues with the phone call. Let's just
2: put it that way. Yes, Marv?
0: Their phones barely work, so I don't think they were thinking about croissants. No.
2: Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess there's no croissants. In yeah. Place. Yeah. But he's it's really more
3: of a joke anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he's been in for a year, and uh, so he's trying to raise money for his bail. A couple of phone calls. Uh, Tom in North Carolina. Hi, Tom. What's on your mind?
6: Hey, bud. Hey. Yeah, DP. I think I got a theory on why you didn't make the uh the Stones concert yesterday. Oh, and by the way, I actually suggested to Tyler about adding some pumpkin spice moonshine to the pumpkin pie.
3: Mm, okay. All right.
6: And so now my theory is, Dan, the reason why you didn't attend is because you heard about the uh State concert tomorrow night. It's actually Rolling Stones night. So they're doing all covers of Rolling Stones. So I've got the lineup if you'd like to hear it.
3: (laughs) All right, here we go.
6: So this is the lineup starting exactly in this order. So the first one is, can't you hear me knocking? Can't always get what you want. Start me up. Tumbling dice. Paint it by. It's over now. <laughs> and the last one is satis- satisfaction.
3: All right. Thank you, Tom. That's a
6: big wind up.
3: Big wind up for Tom. I have a whole process. Yeah, you're like, come on, Tom. Let's go. I appreciate it. Now, we, it's just thought out. No, nah, you need to have a shot clock, a pitch clock here on, uh, on some of these guys. All right, final hour on the way on this Meet Friday. And uh, we'll get some more phone calls as well. A new poll question coming up. Top of next hour. Mm -hmm. Oh, that'll keep you in your seat. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock. If you're not, download the app and sign up for the newsletter. Please. It's great stuff. And you'll find out about the tailgate moonshine, the pumpkin spice maple that we'll have available next week. Final hour on the way right after this.